yeah, it's like still world building, but it's like entertaining at the same time. Yeah, maybe it'll go on for a thousand episodes. I don't think any anime should go over a thousand episodes. Shots! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergy's The Shop. I'm your host, Sinji. With me as always, my co-host, Irby. My hands gonna get tired. Nah, them hands don't ever get tired. They like energize the bunnies, baby. Hands gonna be tired. Shoot. Nah. What's up, peoples? What's going What's- on, Herb? Crack a lack, you know, the usual. Just life living me. Trying to live it. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you have mm. a flavor this week, perhaps? Uh, I don't think I do. Um, I enjoyed fairly, fairly enough amount of stuff pretty, pretty well. But, um, yeah, if you uh had put my foot to the fire... It might be when my guy Thorkel threw, threw a spear it, threw a spear. Through, yeah. through four people. Yeah. Yeah, shit's so, popping off. From like a mile away. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I think even like Greek uh athletes at that time was only throwing it like I don't know a couple hundred meters if that. Um, that, that's also my flavor of the week. And you don't stop. Cause it's, Cause, nah, no, no, no. I didn't even do it. You did it, not me. I almost did it. Mm, you was guaranteed, ready to. Listen, I'm, I'm a little perplexed here on what to do. What? Because you see, here I am going to talk Once about again. the last episode of Liar Liar, which means there's a spot open. Hmm. But you know what the problem with a spot being open is? There is no problem. There, There is a problem. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe six weeks, around six weeks, give or take. Until solo leveling comes out. I don't want to... Feel... Fill the vacant spot. With anything other than solo. So I was thinking... Maybe just start doubling up on Vinland. Talk about one episode first. Then you break the... The... Mm, We could have had this off the record... I want to include the people. Well, the people don't get no say in what happens. Hey, man, but... I felt like it was good. All right, fine. Whatever. (laughs) Move on with the show. Just trying to be diverse. I don't know if that'd be diverse per se. I don't know either, but... Let's just go. Yeah. Continue. Um, What would you like to... Start first. Would you like to save the liar liar for the end? Since it's the last. Nah, it's not that special. Let's let's go ahead mm. with liar liar. It's special to me. I did, did you it. did you really enjoy it? 
I did. Did you thoroughly. super enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy the wrapping up of the plot that we got like four mid four episodes prior to the end of the show? Yep. The main plot we got like episode eight. We did. That was weird to me. I was like, yeah, the show's over. This was this was it. I mean, Spellblade just got their plot like two, three episodes ago, so. Ah, right, but you're like, what are we, six episodes in? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Two, three episodes ago was like three episodes ago. It was like episode three. No, it's more episode nine. Oh, are we on episode nine? Yeah. Animes need to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. We uh, need clear objectives. We know what Thorfinn it, wants no. to do. Nah, yeah, I mean, Spellblades is fun to watch. Yeah, it's like still world building, but it's like entertaining at the same time. Yeah, maybe it'll go on for a thousand episodes. I don't think any anime should go over a thousand episodes. Shots! Unnecessary. Unless you, like, do a 1,000 and then, you know, or, or, like, 300 or something or whatever and just do a time skip where it makes it a whole new, different stuff. I, yeah. I feel like you would enjoy an, uh, an anime that did that if it was, like, done in the way JoJo Bizarre Adventures does it. Like, you, you never have, like, the same characters, blah, blah, blah. They They do have the same characters. They just don't overlap. Frequently, like the depends on who it is. Um, they made the, the father's either dead or the grandfather's dead, and they just come in. But uh, that reminds me of how they did uh, my girl Jolene super wrong in the last uh, the last few of her episodes. I was like, really? That's how you're gonna do it? But yeah, damn, they, they don't messed up Jolene. Well, it's it's just it's it's funny because like in the end, you know how the the, the hero is always supposed to like defeat the the villain in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Well, f- for whatever reason, with her, she wasn't the one that like ended up defeating the villain. So I was like, really, all the JoJo's and this is what you do. So I was like, she could have killed him herself, but yeah. Or, like, they have, like, some major physical role, um, physical role there, I guess, as, you know, with the attack or something, or cause an injury to get them. But, yeah, it's, that, I've been meaning to talk about that, because I finished that, like, weeks ago. And it is grinding my gears, spilt my tea, <laughs> made it boil over. I, hey, I brought it, I brought it up for you. I knew you wanted to talk about something JoJo related. I didn't. I'm lying. You didn't. Yeah, no. I don't even know why you told told folks that. I make you myself seem better, but I could. What? Make myself seem better, but I couldn't. I couldn't follow through with the lie. <laughs> Too much respect. Yeah, it's it's a good series. I I do enjoy the JoJo's. Uh, it's gonna be hard to get past that art style, but you recommended it, so I will try it. Just yeah, trying to get through some other things. Big, it's big brain moves. You're like, oh man, I didn't realize that you had actually did that move like that. But it comes out now. What? I think it's the I don't know what to call them, but but I think it's the spirit things for me. 
what oh you talking about the um the stands yeah well i don't yeah i don't i didn't know what they were called but yeah oh they don't get this like season three so season one and two does not even have it yeah they it's something else that they do um which is weird because i'm like they have this like unique uh it's kind of mana based but they call it something else but it goes through and i'm like oh yeah he he does all this stuff with this nice stuff and then like season three happens and then they forget all about like the stuff <laughs> that helped him get there and i was like oh but I was like the, the stands are cool though yeah i wouldn't mind having one but yeah it's i i did enjoy it uh i think <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about because when I was watching it, I was like, "When are the stands coming out?" And it came out like season three, so I was like, "Oh well." It took a while. Yeah. I mean, but they're interesting ones, so I'm like, "Huh." Well, that's good. I'm glad it maintained your interest. Yeah. I'll just have to. I, I just got to get around the art style, and then I can. You don't even got to watch this. Just look at it, memorize the voices, and just keep on going. That's no way to watch anime. I mean, essentially, that's what you're doing when you're watching the sub. No, I gotten pretty good at um, looking at both. Actually, I think sometimes I like sometimes I feel like I didn't even like actually truly read the subtitles and kind of just understood it. But I think that's just some um, mm-hmm. in between state where like I, I'm, you I don't can't know. read and watch at the same time. I'm reading and watching at the same time. It's physically, it's like when they tell you you can concentrate on two different things at once. You can't. You're cut. You're constantly micro dividing your attention between the both. So you're not actually looking at both. Listen, man. All I'm saying is, almost everything I watch, I watch in sub and. You don't get good notes, but I know exactly what happened. Mm, maybe. But still. Yeah, essentially. That's, that's what you're doing. You're like, oh, let me read this and then look up. And then let me read down. Oh, now I missed something. I got to pause and go back three seconds so I can see. Oh, no, I don't do that. Most talking is done in intervals where... I don't need to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, I still know what's going on because they're just standing there and talking mm-hmm. to each so, other. So you can't you can't read and look at it at the same time. Is what yes, you're you can. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm reading... Nope. Right now, I'm reading the words on the bottom of my computer that say MV7 Desktop Audio, but I can see the logo of our podcast above it just fine. But... But that's not nothing. Like, it's not moving. They're not people jumping around, is what I'm saying. But I can do it. And you're reading it in English. And what if the stuff is Japanese floating around? You can't. Move on. Let's talk about Liar Liar. Pants on fire. Yes, because that's what you are. Nah, bro. Episode 12, together with you. Nope. This ate all the, the crickets, so they're dead for us episode. What? Yep. Crickets are dead? Yep. The quack ate all the crickets for the rest of the episode, so... Eat that.
Mm, nope. Continue. Okay. Together with you, episode 12. Hirito is reflecting on the past battle and told Rina to hide when she showed up because he had a meeting set up. And he was just meeting with his team, which they had group meetings with Rina before. I don't get why. Well, I guess because she was technically like an opponent. So, like, I don't know. Um, Hirito wants to set up another game and needs to get um, the other two big players to play, which is really just Rina and um, Sheena. And he goes out and he's pondering how to get her to, to accept the game and he bumps into Sheena. And like she's like, come play with me. And he's like, yo, is this a setup? But no, like they're they're playing and like she falls asleep on his lap. It's like, no, she's acting like nothing happened at all. So Um When they meet up when they meet up late later in the middle of the battlefield, Hinato's going down the the previous condition she set up for the game that either her or Rena have to beat Hirito or else no one actually wins, and he gets to decide what happens. So even though she's winning, she can't actually win the game that she set up. And he was kind of just manipulating her to, into playing the crossboard game that he set up, which is kind of just like a smaller scale version of the game they were already playing. And like it, it were it's a turn based game that like anything you do on that affects the actual field and anything that actually happens on the field affects that game so what was really like genius about this games Hirito allowed himself to be brought down to just or allowed himself to just stay with two spaces like you get these moves where you can like fortify or do do other things and occupy spaces and then you get like a action phase but since he only had two spaces when he were they were playing these games, they were kind of like in a four stalemate because if Rena or Sheena wanted to win, they'd have to take away a, a, a space, but that would allow the other one to completely beat him. So he was pretty much hands off. Um, the corrupt manager. Since she realized, he realized that Chino was kind of like in a non-winning situation, he took matters into his own hands and like started just manipulating the board. And then <laughs> so such a overactive kid. She was like, oh, this must be because of my awesome super abilities that I'm making this stuff happen. And they're like, no, he's he's clearly cheating. So... They, um, Hirito starts getting more pieces on his board too, and it turns out it was the bickering couple, and that they didn't actually die, they just faked their deaths, and the manager's getting pissed about that, and he was about to, um, do something else, but Hirito used, like, Skill Tracer and ended up video talk uh chatting with the manager and like revealed his location he was like hey just give it up you're gonna lose this game he was like as the manager was like 
not ready to accept that. And Hideki was like, well, you're forgetting I have two more people on my team. And he's like, what a... And he's just like, what a couple girls gonna do? So when Yuki showed up with Noah, they had a... It was the demon samurai chick with them as well. And a few guys. And they checkmated him. Um, Sheena... They just were like, oh, we're going to knock you out unless you stop. <laughs> yeah. So, Sheena got beaten pretty easily, and um, it led to Hidato winning, but when he noticed like the board didn't disappear, he looked down, and Rina made sure she occupied a couple core spots just so that he couldn't have a flawless victory. And that's... It's pretty much that's pretty much it. That was the end. Like they after the end, it was kind of just like a montage of a montage of uh, the daily goings of after the aftermath and what's going on. And like he walks through the middle, everyone's waiting for him. It was it was a weird ending to me, like because like I, I guess because the plot, like the purpose of the ending of this season, or maybe this just the first half. But like it was just like it was kind of weird. It was like a plot given to me later, and it it was wrapped up fairly quickly. Cause like I I thought the intention of this was like I thought we were gonna collect more stars, and then we were collecting stars at a fast rate. So it was just like well, we still had to find um the girl that he's been searching for, and we didn't do anything about that. We don't even know who she is. And um, also probably worth noting on Irby's end was when Rena and him met up earlier and he wanted to tell her something. She thought he was going to confess or something like that. And it was like, no, you got to hide. I got a meeting. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because that was hilarious. She's like, my love for me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, literally all three of them. And... Even though she she's totally into the council press, the uh, I forget her name, but the the girl in the bickering couple, she says she thinks Hirito is like really cute. So my man's got a he's got like a three and a half harem going on, maybe three and a quarter. Um, yeah. Also, I was gonna say worth noting too is. Um... Yeah, the the guy had given her a star that like lets her copy everything, the hundred faces. So it's like, oh, so y'all just make up stars and give them out to folks. <laughs> like that should just make a Hirato have seven stars and just let it do it that way. Oh, but, um, you know. I forgot to mention that uh, when the manager was trying to get the crazy dual wielding Kirigaya dude to take action, he was like, nah, piss off. And like pretty much just like ah you're you're a lowly person don't bug me again. Yeah. So I'm like. Hmm. So how crazy? How do you like this anime I picked, Irby? It was all right. They just did the generic at the end. Nothing got solved. I, so it's like yeah, it's. It's like oh. Yeah, like you were saying, I'm like, oh, really? Like, we, <laughs> I, I definitely would. 
I feel like the show would need a second um, show, but I'm like, the way it did it, I was like, I don't think I should get one just because y'all some jive turkeys because you answered nothing and I just feel like everything was just gone. So. It's really, it's really unfortunate way to like, like you build interest in these situations and these mysteries and like, then you just throw something at the end. Like I, it, ma- it makes me feel like it makes me feel like the the author gave up on an aspect. You know what I mean? Like it, and like the person she's looking for is probably still very much relevant in like the manga and like the next part of the season or whatever. It was just like, but I feel like you also have to like keep keep in mind the anime, like how how it's gonna tr- transcribe in the anime, like what you're what you're getting people into and how you're finishing are like some of the most important. Of course, what happens in the middle is very important as well, but you can't get people hooked on a, and then like finish off on B without ever resolving a, it just doesn't, or at least get a some step closer to it. Yeah. Cause now yeah, you, I just was like, mm, mm, yeah, because mm. now you, now you're just waiting months, and you're just like, well, that's if it gets renewed. That's if it gets renewed. Like, yo, did you see uh, Classroom Delete got a new trailer? I did not. Yo, it's coming. I don't know what this season's about, but it's coming. Yeah, um, we'll be waiting to see it. But yeah, I don't. I'm just disappointed the way it ended. Nothing got resolved. It's just terrible and my boy lloyd did didn't even get a second season ah lloyd that one i wouldn't enjoy he was funny yeah i I love lloyd (sighs) Hmm. man all right but we're gonna kick it off with the legendary heroes dead season one Episode seven. Uh, I think it's the legendary heroes. No, that was the last one. Uh, let's see here. It's the legend. A well, a new legendary hero. So, season one. So apparently, like the sword recognizes Toka as the hero. I'm like, what? My man finally get recognized as a hero. He's a true hero. He's not. With He's no hero ca- qualities. Terrible hero. <laughs> I don't even want to get started out with till later. But yeah, so so let me flash my 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 guy Colin. He gets bit by a zombie. And he's like, I gotta just kill the 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 demon the devil before I fully turn and this, that, and the other. And he starts running at them and he gets shot. Some looks like a blood bullet or blood spear. I'm like, ooh, straight through a vital organ in the kidney and or other kidney or stomach somewhere over there. I was like, oh, or both kidneys. Like, whew, well done. So, so then the the main villain shows up, or is he the main villain? I don't know. I don't know if he did the one with all the attacks. 
but Henri recognizes him, and he's Sir Diego, the necromancer. And so I was like, oh, man, about to learn some new stuff. And roughly around this time, it's when Mad Toka runs across the mare, and he's fleeing. He's like, why are you up on the horse? He's like, oh, apparently zombies can't, uh, the horses can't get bitten by and turn to zombies. And so he flees, uh, which is important for later. Setting the stage for that. And then we get Diego's backstory of how he lived in hell with the devils and they were all mean to them, the devils were. And eventually they signed a, a contract because the humans weren't treating them too nicely down there. The necromancer race. So, very sad. He wants to make sure that all humans are burned and revenge for what happened to his kind. And then we find out that because all his trials and tribulations, essentially he was working out in a hyperbolic time chamber. Mm-hmm. And his power level is 40 versus a normal humans can only go like 10. Or I think humans can only go 10 is what they said. So I'm like, ooh, they're already in big trouble. And Diego sends more zombies after them. And he's like, oh, these are these are... Zombies, like, will you be able to kill them? They're, they're humans. Ha, ha, ha. Chuckle, chuckle. Evil zombie laugh here. And so, Toka, he pretty much starts stalling for time. He locks up the, the zombies and and his pr- his prison square prism, he does. Yeah, I was watching. Like, he's stalling for time. Like, what is he doing? I was like, I don't know. He starts stalling, stalling for time, and he tells him he has divine power. A legendary power. And his power is Lushtais. <laughs> Which was hilarious in itself because I was like, really? Lushtais? That's what you going for? Who was the person moved. that like believed him? Henri believed him and Diego was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I knew you were special. And Princess Marguerite was like, really? You're going to bluff, but that's what you're going to use? <laughs> it made me, made me chuckle. I did I did like that part. But yeah. So they continue. And eventually the mayor comes back. And he hits, <laughs> he hits Diego with the enchanted carriage. Crushes him. And the mayor... We get the, the scene where he tells the mayor what to do, and he's like, oh, essentially, I told the mayor that he could see Marguerite naked in some th- stockings if uh, <laughs> he comes back with the enchanted horse carriage. Because what man wouldn't want to see a guy in stockings? Yeah, I was like, huh. <laughs> it's That's a weird hilarious. Fetish. Yeah, she was like, oh, you just can't promise that. He was, he was like, yeah, well... We got we got the, the stuff, didn't we? And so I was like, hmm. Yeah, well. Yeah. So then he uses his loose power. He's like, my loose power allows me to manipulate those that <laughs> that have a thing for thighs. I was like, yeah, I I can see it. Then and this is when they start fighting and the legendary hero Millie shows up. And it's Yuna's sister. I was like, oh. And that was the, the, the woman I saw in the last episode's preview. I was like, oh, I'm the legendary hero. I was like, oh, 
okay. So then it makes me think that maybe it's not actually Toka, but it's Yuna's bloodline. Yuna's bloodline? Yeah. Because if her sister's a legendary hero, one could reason to think that she could also be a legendary hero because it's in her, her blood. I don't... I don't think she's the legendary hero because she doesn't have the sword. But also, I see what you mean on how, like, maybe the sword is responding to Toka better because he's in Yuna's body. But then I have to wonder... She, she also has a sword, too, that, like, does magical stuff. Yeah, that's probably just a sword with magic in it, though, right? It Well, you could also say the legendary hero sword is a sword with magic in it. Could anyone use the dungeon? No, no, not anyone can use it. But uh, if I feel like if some if anyone can use her sword, she it's less likely that she's a legendary hero, maybe just a hero that calls herself legendary. But when that make everyone call that's a hero that calls himself legendary, you know, like there's no legendary hero per se. It's just a title that they bestow on the person that saves the people during a a time of need oh it could be i thought the and it could be and could not be i thought i thought the requirements were you had to be able to use that sword yeah i mean what if he's the only one that understood how to use it but what if millie had got to to it first and she understood how to use it so i mean who knows where the wind will blow yeah they're doing a, a good job uh keeping it vague in its generalities, but yeah, I must say that I was like, oh yeah, so because there was a adventure of a Dragon Tales, I guess, um, with Might Die, which is is a pretty pretty decent one I watch. Um, still watching it, but they they he's the uh, I don't know if they call him the Dragon Hero or the Legend Hero. But then they also had this other lad that was mad that Dives called himself the Legend Hero when he wanted to be the Legendary Hero. And then Dives was like, you know what? This, this, it's big enough for two Legendary Heroes. So <laughs> you can be Legendary Hero of the North and I can be the Legendary Hero. I was like, that's great, Die. <laughs> so, which brought me to this point here. We don't have to fight. We're yeah. both legendary heroes. Pretty much. And then so we find out that her dad is a pervert for titties. And a dick. Yeah. Um, that's later. He, My dude was like, oh, a nice rack's a nice rack, even if it's on a devil. And I was like, really, my guy? I, then we get to I second that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you go right on the head. So then we find out that the spell is actually devil conversion magic, and it's turning people into devils. And then twenty four hours, if they don't get saved or you don't kill the caster, then they're turned into devils, which is like an apt—not punishment, but apt revenge for turning people into things that they that y'all persecuted them for previously. So, my boy Colin gives his magic crystals to Yuna. He's like, if I'm going to die and turn to a zombie, you can have these. So, he gets a whole bunch of magic crystals. 
I'm fed out Millie Eunice. She's the legendary hero. And her father, <laughs> uh, forget his name, something Eunice. Let me let me see if I can find it real quicky, quick, quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Fury Eunice, that was his name. And so, yeah, he, the reason why he lost his knighthood title and he's be part of traveling with the, the hero because he did a chest safety practice <laughs> and that got him kicked out because it was so close to sexual harassment. And he, he was like, Sorella had the best rack in the land. And I was like, my guy's down bad. Yeah. And so then they're traveling in, in the carriage. My girl, she's with oh Marguerite talking and talking and Millie's like, Oh, what is he's like, what is exactly your, your relationship to Sir Toka? And she's like, Oh, we're getting married one day. And this is the funny part. She's like, Excuse me. What are you doing what now? And Toka had explained that she beat him a hundred times when they were younger, so he had to like honor it. And I was like, mm. My guy, that's terrible. I don't think he mentioned anything about honoring it. Well, he didn't say honor it, but like that's he was like, oh, that's the story, you know. And he's I been, to, yeah. You know, Toka's got a Toka's got a little bit of a harem going on. Little, little bit, with Marguerite, but Marguerite's more so because she wanted a legendary hero. But she also fell for him. She did. But that was in the legendary hero's body. So. But yeah. So I also did kind of rub me the wrong way too was his dad. Like, he doesn't like Toka. Called him a, a pervert. I'm like, bro. He, <laughs> it takes one to know one. Like, <laughs> you a step worse. <laughs> you worse. You, you got expelled from the Knights for, for inappropriate touching your subordinates. Yeah, my like, man's just... Unhealthily attracted to thighs. You over here ogling the, the the no no parts. Yeah, I'm like, man, if that ain't the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, that's why he hates it for no reason. And so this is when his dad, her dad, starts talking about, oh, go back to the village, Yuna, and never practice magic again. I was like, you guy, you're you're terrible. I can't stand you. How about the fact that Toka forgot that Yuna's dad hated him? Yeah. <laughs> I think I also think that like the good they did a good job here, like still making like Toka's facial expressions and such and like his eyes and Yuna's body. I thought that was a masterful touch. Cause I was like, oh he he looks like Yuna, but he's Toka, so It was I thought it was interesting that the sister realized that she was acting like Toka. Yeah. Yeah. That that was another interesting touch. I was like, oh man, this you know it's really getting good in here. I I do say like it has just a, a touch of uh that they don't overdo it with like the, the perviness too much. So I'm like, okay, I can still tolerate this show. No, I think and the it, worst it, it still... got was the I'm about to pee on you scene. Yeah. And it's still it's still funny and quirky and 
he does have like a tactful mind for like not fighting <laughs> but surviving. He's hey, listen. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. I I I am enjoying it. It's pretty good. It is so. good. I agree. Yeah, on to the next one. Um, on, on to, to the, next. the next one, which be Vinland Saga, episode 16. History of Beast. So, Askeladd bro- broke the news to Prince Canute with a half-lie and then... Um, put Thorfinn in charge of guard duty. Um, Canute was like in shock and denial and like being sad over the food and him not being able to finish the food and stuff like that. And Thorfinn was, as you can imagine, a little grumpy about having to babysit the prince. Um, so after. Putting Thorfinn on Prince Canute, you find out Askeladd is hoping that Canute changes for the better into someone worth being his lord. Um, the crew, we go to the crew who was trying to beat info out of one of the Christians, but um, I, I don't know about you, Irby, but like they were beating the crap out of this dude's like mountain. Like, listen. Yeah. They were beating him up and they were talking about some, Oh, you have to, um, do, you're not kicking them hard enough. You got to do this, that, and the other. Like, how are you going to talk? If you, if you can't speak with a broken jaw, that's what I say. Like, yo, you about to break his mouth. Like, He's not going to be able to talk. Yeah. Granted. That's neither, neither here nor there because he didn't talk in the end anyway, but we'll get to that. So, yeah, they can't... One of the guys just need him in the freaking jaw. And, like, Askeladd showed up and he goes, um... He told the guy to talk and he's like, he's never going to talk. You filthy Danes are going to get what you deserve. Um, so Askeladd told the dude to get some shears. And the English captain dude still wasn't talking. And Askeladd wanted to know three things. How many people are, are there coming? How long will it take to get to, for them to get here? And how did they find out? Which, I thought Askeladd saw that girl. I could have sworn, and like, may, I, I'm not, I'm probably not going to remember to rewatch and see, but I could have sworn he made eye contact with that girl. Who's a bitch, by the way, because she felt joy and relief when they killed everyone. She felt freedom and still. Felt the need to say, "Yo, you got you got some savages over there." They set me. They, they helped me feel more free with myself, but not good. They got to die. Yeah, since they were going to come kill kill them all again, like she escaped death once, so she was trying to escape it twice by by letting them know. Nah, she just had to go the opposite direction. Nah, she had to let them know. Um, let them know that the Danes were here. So, Asla started pulling off, uh, cutting off fingers, actually. 
And the dude started spouting out insults to the Danes and called them beasts who invaded their home. And Askeladd started giving another history lesson and said it was actually you guys who stole this land. And that the original people were who, Irby? Did you write that down? They were the Celts. Yes, who shared their knowledge with some. And they got yeah, they got invaded by the Romans, and the Romans started, you know, doing all the stuff that they do because the Romans conquered like I think like eighty percent of the world at one point. And then that's when they showed up and they pushed the Romans out into like the non-cropped areas and stuff like that. Yeah. So then Askeladd was, he goes, I just noticed. Your nose is a little too big. He starts cutting off the dude's nose. And that's when Ear shows up and said a lot of reinforcements are coming. And we find out it's Thorkill's crew. <laughs> Thorkill gave the order to kill anyone who isn't Canute or Thorfinn. Um, so Asleth starts putting the rush in. He's... he's Dragon Canoe and Canoe's throwing a tantrum over leaving Ragnar's body. And Aslad is saying there's no time. And he's like, then let's bury him. There's no time for that either. There's no room in the car to bring his body. And we can't, we don't have time to bury him. So, uh, Canoe starts like screaming Ragnar's name. And Aslad slapped him and said, hey, hey he's dead. <laughs> and it shocked Canoe. Prince Canute to the point where like he was almost speechless. Like, he gave you like a how dare you kind of thing, but for the most part he calmed down. He did. Um Askeladd told his men, um oh, I skipped a little. Two of Askeladd's men were trying to join Thorkill but got caught and Askeladd told them to like leave if you want. Too, but if you stay, march. March while you eat and sleep or die. So, the people who did leave, Thorkill was just killing relentlessly. And when the, the one guy who seems to be his right hand, like his informant, things like that, asked him, like, why don't you just let them join? It's like, I don't want weak men who give up before fighting. I was like, that's, that's respectable. Yeah, he was like, yeah, because... I don't want them at my back when when times are rough because you know you already see what their change of allegiance is now. Mm-hmm. You can imagine. I could have seen if they ran up and like, oh, if you pay us five hundred shekels, we'll be part of your crew. But they didn't. Yeah, no. So Askeladd has two guys tearing down the bridge, and like while while they're like crossing the water, the one dude who. It's actually a face I remember on the crew often is trying to convince the other guy to like leave Askeladd and join Thorkill and he's like betray Askeladd? It's like, ah, oh, come on, man. It's nothing against Askeladd. He's a great leader, but his luck has run out. Which is something you hear a lot in the last couple of episodes that Askeladd's luck is running out. Um yeah. So Askeladd, he didn't he didn't I don't think he overheard them, which I don't know why ears who can hear like fucking army kilometers away couldn't pick up on that conversation now that I'm thinking about it. Um, 
Asgard could tell by the faces of some of his men that he had some traitors amongst them. So he told Bajorn, take Prince Canute and go into a, a different, um, what what do you call it? a sled, right? Wagon. Wagon, sled, thingy. And be ready to, like, get away with Canute. And as soon as Thorkill crossed over the mountain and saw people, without hesitation, my man just threw a spear and pierced like three or four people. From not even like close range. It was was like sniper range. And Asalad said to keep marching and that's when his, his crew started was like, no. Like, there's no point. He lucks right now, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he tried to talk some sense in them. And it's like, if we stay, we can't fight Thorkill. We're going to lose. We took out the bridge. If they want to get their resources across, it's going to take them time to do that, which gives them time because it's time to escape. If they leave their stuff behind, they have a day at most of being able to travel without food and other supplies. This is the best way to survive. Which I can understand wanting to be with a great leader who has a good run of luck. But it's not like Asklad is just a dude relying on luck. Like my man is like thought out situations for his benefit. You know what I mean? So so like the fact that like so many of them gave up on him, I was like, bro, this it might be a piece of shit, but he's a piece of shit that knows what he's doing. Yeah. So that that's where we ended. The half of I feel like half of our crew went to join Thorkill and died, and half of the remaining crew betrayed. Wants to wants to join Thorkill. Wants to join Thorkill. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, I feel like we lost two thirds of our crew. Yeah. But. Joe did. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. All's fair in love and war. True. Yeah, so. Although Thorkill's face, uh, Thorfinn's face, when they turn, I was like, I don't want to be bothered with this. He's just there so he can get his rematch. <laughs> that is all. Yeah, he's just like, uh, he's probably going to kill a lot of people just because, like, I can't get my revenge if they kill Askeladd. <laughs> Yeah, that's what what I'm thinking. So that's gonna be him. He's he's gonna like you want to kill Asklad, You have to go through me. He's mine to kill first. Type mm. deal. Yeah. And I'm thinking, other than Bjorn and Asklad, there's probably not really anyone else in that crew that can take on Thorfinn. Probably not. Yeah, they don't really showcase anyone else's abilities like that. Other than ears hearing ability. That's a good good ability. It is, I agree. Shoot, do you agree though? I do. I can't hear you. I do. I can't hear you. Listen here, bud. I do. Alright. So we're on to the Reign of the Seven Spellblades, Season 1, Episode 9, Explore. So my man Oliver returns back to room, 
And my boy Pete got the night sweats. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with my boy? Or should I say my gal at this time? Because I think he... Dude, I, I'm, do they change, like, at will? Or do they just, like, just have their they, both parts at the same time? Because, like, I'm like... If it's my understanding that they can change at will once they get used to it. But for right now, since he's new to it, it just happens when it wants to. And he's kind of stuck as a female. Because I think otherwise, if he could change at will, he would be a man just so he felt more comfortable um, sleeping in the same room with Oliver. But like what? now that you mentioned that, I think it's kind of interesting. The The change might affect... I, I feel like the change affects your hormones and emotions because like even though he can transform into a woman, I feel like if it was just merely a transformation, he wouldn't feel embarrassed sleeping in the same room as Oliver. Like, you get me? See, like he was still thinking, just because I have a woman's body, I'm a man, so this is okay. But like, nah, he's already like kind of a loner, and now that like, I he's only with uh, he's only like sharing the room with Oliver because like it's more convenient. Oliver knows, and Oliver he's not the type to like intrude on someone that mm-hmm. they don't want him to. So I, I feel like it just that feels like his best or her best option, but. I th- I think it's almost it's almost like even though you're the same person you're kind of like a different person because you get different magical attributes so like I don't know yeah because I was like my boy ain't changed back yet but yeah I guess he doesn't know how to control it so anyhow um, yeah so he doesn't know how to control his mana and his female form and he's he's having issues and Oliver stabilizes him through the night and he's like hey we can't keep your your uh, your transformation quiet for too long. So I was like, okay. So they end up telling the group the next day and Shelly's like, oh, did you know that that you can store your magical, more magical, just magical power and they call it your second heart. That's what these witches call it, but essentially it's a woman's womb. And say, let me, let me unlock it for you. She unlocks it and he has a whole flood of power. I was like, "Oh my guy, he's strong now." Yeah, I guess it's subconscious. Yeah, I have no idea. But she like, well, I mean, if Oliver was able to stabilize it by putting mana in, she should be able to put a little bit of mana in and get it out of Pete. If that makes sense. No, so. I meant like, I guess Pete subconsciously, or like woman subconsciously, put the magic in there. Because he didn't know he can do that. Yeah. So. But yeah. So let's see here. Let the bodies yeah. flow. And so then Kelly wants to dress him in like lace. Because like, I thought you would always look pretty in lace. And I'm like, that's funny. That's a weird thing to just always think about someone you thought was a guy. Yeah. So then... They do mock battles and it starts and I think it's uh Shelly's cousin was was mad at at Pete because he was like, Oh, I've read all of your books and like was like upstaging her in front of her uncle Theodore. Petty. Yeah, so I was like, Oh man, why you do that to my boy? 
Yeah, so that happens, and then we get to the actual fight. She's she's basically torturing torturing Pete. It's hit him with electroshocks and, and this, that, and the other. And then at the end, he gets like a lucky deflection and then attack off. I was like, oh, you go, Pete. You know, you need some work. You're still weak. <laughs> Pete does need a lot of work. Yeah. So then we get we get Katie's whole spiel about 820 demi-humans die a year at Kimberly, and she wants to make a social change. And she gets a workshop from the lady that was trying to take her brain to study and do all that good stuff to it. And so they had to go into the labyrinth, back to the place where the experiments happen, experiments happen, and they're exploring when they 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 run across a trap. It's like spine needles that that stick through the floor, and then they get another trap like the old uh, Indiana Jones with the ball coming from the back. They have to run for their lives, and so they do that. They're running, 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 running. And so they finally get they get to the place. Uh we'll get to safety rather. And they encounter a group of people eating meat from the animals of the labyrinth. Uh this is also after the guy gets poked in the butt and he's making a fuss about that. Like, you did this on purpose. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, whatever guy. Keep it moving. Yeah, they they dubbed him the survivor because he survived six months in the labyrinth after People thought he was dead. He had a uh, a whole funeral and I think a memorial or something for him. And he showed up like right after. It was like, oh, hey, guys, what's this all this stuff for or whatever, which is kind of funny. Jeez, guys, uh, who died? Yeah. <laughs> you said the crickets were dead. <laughs> Hey, these they 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 germinated real fast with the locust baby, and then so <laughs> then they reach another merchant. She sells them some wares, some stuff. She's like, "I want y'all to to survive and come back to get my wares." And then they finally get to the area where they start setting it up, talking about what they're going to do, how they're going to proof it, and make sure that people don't just wander in and whatnot, and protect their space. And Shelly, she gets all nostalgic, and she's like, "Oh, what? What we um, we we had got to pitch an idea because she's like, I've never been, I never cooked meat out like this and this, that, and the other." And she was feeling real, real, real high up on the friendship. And then now she's like, "Oh, come here, put your swords out, and make sure they all overlap." And she says, "Oh, this is the the sword rose." It's like, oh, because warriors can't look back and the future's often uncertain. And she tells them that it's planted this day and it will bloom. And then she calls themselves the Sword of Roses group. And I'm like, oh, man. Why not the the seven spell blades? There's not seven of them. (laughs) Yeah. They need one more member. Yeah, which they'll probably get one more. I think Tulio might come in there and be like a member. They'll accept him for him. Because he, he also wants to learn sword play from, from them. So I was like, huh, he might be the new member. He can be. Yeah, so it might be something where the next time they meet, 
it'll be it'll be the sword of roses when he's not there, but the seven spell blades when he's there. So perhaps yes, yeah. yeah. And Shelley's cousin is planning something nefarious in the mines, and that's all I got. Well, if that's all you got, then that's all there is. Yes. Yes. Got anything else to add? Thoughts, concerns? Um, no. No. Week Hero has ended. I don't know if I told you last week. Mm, I don't know if it ended last week. Didn't care for Week Hero. (gasps) How dare you? Hey, I was on record I didn't care for it since the beginning. Actually, I think the author said that it would be a little more after uh, a break. Mm. I mean, it is coming up from the holidays, so I don't expect a lot of things to be pop, lock, and dropping. Pop, lock, and drop. Hey, don't go too far. Whoa. Mm, if you say so. Hey, Irby. Yo. Um, no, nah, I got nothing. Alright then, well, go ahead and wrap it up. You wrap it up. That ain't my shtick. Oh, my bad. You, you do the outro. Guys, ladies, ladies and guys, guys and gents, and in anything and everything you want to be. Crickets have repopulated the earth. Bring the ducks. Bring the ducks. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed, like, comment, subscribe, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.